But look with me over in verse 11, chapter 3, verse 11. And I took a text out of 4, but I want to read a little of this before we get into it. So it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, and I want to read some out of chapter 3 and verse 11. It said, Now God Himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you. And the Lord make you to increase and abound, listen to this, and love one toward another. And toward all men, even as we do toward you. To the end, he may establish your hearts unblameable and holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Furthermore, then, we beseech you or encourage you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us, how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandment, commandment we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is a message, for this is the will of God even your sanctification, and you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you, every, who's he talking to? To all of us, that every one of you should not, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel or his self, body, in sanctification and honor. Heavenly Father, we bow our head this morning. And Father, I depend upon you for strength this morning, for leadership, guidance, for wisdom, for knowledge. Lord, this old body is tired, but the spirit is willing. And I know, God, that you're going to take care of me. I know you are, God. And Lord, I just want to give you praise and glory and honor this morning for many, many things, Lord. Most of all, for my salvation for my wife's salvation, for my family, for my church this morning. And Father, I ask your blessing upon them and upon the reading and preaching of your word this morning. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And God's people all said amen. amen. Now as Tony was teaching there in a Sunday school lesson, and most of the time, I never read the Sunday school lesson, but most of the time, if I listen, when God gives me a message, there's something comes, Tony, that brings to mind the, what, you know, the message is about. But it said here uh, in Thessalonians that Paul, when the church he had started, was writing to them. And he was writing to them really about getting established, established in the faith. Getting established in what we believe, and that is that if we believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again, then that's what we need to realize because that is going to be based upon how we live and how God, what God tells us or how God tells us to live. But he said, 
there in verse 13 in chapter 3, he said, he's talking about to the end he may may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even her Father, at the coming. How many believe he's coming one of these days? So we need to get our hearts established for his coming. Hey, man. The coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Now remember that. He said to get our hearts established for His coming with all the saints. And if time will allow me this morning, when I get over there, you'll need to remember just that verse there that I read. And He said, Furthermore then, we beseech or encourage you, brethren, and exhort you, build you up by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. Uh, uh, so I want to look at this verse right now for just a second. Uh, he said, as ye have received us, how ye ought to walk. How many of us knows how we're supposed to walk? How many knows how we're supposed to live? How many of us does that? How many of us does that? See, sometimes we want to do it our way. And most of the time, if we want to do it our way, that is not God's way that He wants us to do it. So, He said that you receive of us how you ought to walk or live and to please God. And that way you will abound more and more. There's a lot of people today and I'll preach on us preachers some a little bit here. And there's a lot of preachers today, a lot of pastors today, a lot of evangelists today. And not only that, there's a lot of teachers and there is a lot of ordinary people today that tries to please people more than they do to please God. I would have had no more haymans than that. I said there's people today, there are preachers standing behind the pulpits today that will preach anything in order to please the people. He said, but you know, you have received of us how you ought to walk or live. Now then, Question, do you think that you have a pastor standing here this morning that has really come to please you and it doesn't matter how to please God or not? How many thinks that I'm here to please you this morning? Nobody thinks I am? Well, boy, that's a blow to the heart. Paul said, if I am a man pleaser, then I can't be a pleaser to God. So that's the way I believe in trying to live the best I can according to the Word of God. And God called me to preach the gospel, and He didn't tell me to babysit you. He didn't tell me to pat you on the back and tell you how good you are, because none of us is perfect this morning, and that's including me. I've had people to come up, shake at me. Brother, that sure was a good message. I said, 
Give the praise to God, not to me. But a lot of these preachers today, wet behind the ears still, well, some of them grown men, been at it a long time. They still want to please people. They still want the pats on the back, you know. But I'm not one of them. You say, well, preacher, you make me mad sometimes. Do I make you mad? How do I make you mad? By preaching you the truth? You know, the Bible said there'll come a time that they're called evil good and, and good evil. Are we living in that time today? Some of you may not like what Tony said this morning, but I loved it because it was the truth. He's made a lot of mistakes, yes. But I've made a lot of mistakes. I still make mistakes. I'll tell you what, the other night, and some of you parents, you need to bring your kids out. And if you don't want to stay and listen to us, you can go home or whatever. But these kids up here, Wednesday night, you're talking about a blessing. I'm telling you what, I got blessed. I don't know if anybody else did or not. And a bishop called me the other day before he came down here. And me and him was talking, and he come over something in the scripture where we about judging one another and this and that, you know. And, and I said, Bishop, I said, we had a Bible study on that Wednesday night. And I said, I sure was blessed. You know how I was blessed? When these kids up here, and Emma, how old Emma? Twelve. And these girls are sitting up here. Y'all can't see them back there, but I can see they're writing down, boy, and they've got their phone to reading along or their Bibles open. And we was talking about judging one another. Y'all remember that, or were you older ones asleep? Hmm. You ain't going to answer me that, are you? Oh, Dean said he wasn't here. Well, you didn't have an excuse. You had a reason. That was a few of you. Were you without Tammy's? All right. You're excused. But, and I asked the question, and Emma, I don't remember just how she came over, but I'm going to get it pretty close where you can understand it. She said, and I asked her about judging one another. What that meant? She said, well, she said, Brother, she said, you know, if we will look at ourselves and judge ourselves, then we won't have time to look at somebody else the way they're living. Let's get a hey man louder than that. Some of you are guilty of sin this morning. And I thought about that, Emma, and I thought about that. And I've said it before, but it just had a bigger impact on me hearing it come from a kid. If we will take care of ourselves and look at ourselves and see our wrongs, then we won't have to spend so much time on somebody else looking at somebody else. Amen. So this is really, so he said, for ye know, in verse 2, Chapter 3 said, For ye know, let me get back over. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. Now, he didn't say, You know what commandments we give you, but he said, We give them to you from the Lord Jesus. These are his commandments this morning on how we got to live. Amen. It's not my commandments, 
Some people said, well, uh, I'm going to live the way I want to. Well, that's your business. Live the way you want to. I can't make nobody live anyway. I can't run around and check on everybody every day. But it seems like sometimes I've got enough people out there checking on somebody else that I don't have to. Amen? Amen. Shame on us. For this, for, he said, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. For every one of you should know how to possess his vessel or his body in sanctification and in honor. I shouldn't have to get up here all the time and preach uh, and teach uh, uh, on how you're supposed to live, hey man. Because Paul said here in Thessalonians, he told the Thessalonian church, he said, I shouldn't have to do that, but he said, every one of you knows right from wrong. Every one of you knows uh, because he said, I've taught it, I've preached it to you. You've got the word, you read it, you study it, and I shouldn't have to tell you how to live. Amen? Amen? Boy, don't get quiet on me. Is anybody in here don't know what sin is? Does anybody in here know what God's commandments are? Does anybody in here know what uh, St. John chapter 14 and 15 says? You know what the commandment, what he said about his commandments? He said, if you love me, if you love me, if you love me, that's what Jesus said. He said, you will keep my commandments. And he said, one of the commandments is that you love your brother. Amen. Boy, I wish I had time, but it's running. He said, not in the lust of concussions, even as the Gentiles which know not God, the one that didn't know God. He said, you people know better than to live like they're living. You've been saved. He said that no man go beyond and defraud or rob or trick his brother in any matter because that the Lord is the avenger of all such as we also have forewarned you and testified. I'm going to go on and read some of this, but you just remember what I'm saying. Are you listening? For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth one another. Not man, but God, who hath also given unto us this Holy Spirit. So when we do these things, and we think we're despising our brothers and our sisters, you know what despise means? Somebody tell me what despising means. Do you ever hear anybody say, I despise them? Well, then you already know what it means. What does it mean? Dislike them. I dislike them. And when God says, <laughs> we've got to love our brothers and sisters, hey man. We've got to love them. Now, Jesus didn't say we've got to love their ways or love their sin, but we've got to love them. And when we go out and we lie on somebody, and I mean, it's nothing unusual. I hear somebody said something about me, and I know it was a lie. They know it was a lie when they told it. 
God knows it was a lie. And you know something? It don't bother me. It doesn't bother me. You say, well, why? Boy, it makes me mad when somebody says something about What good would it do to get mad when you know and God knows? I'm not going to be the one living. I'm not going to be the one be miserable. Are you, Brother Dean? I'm a, who's going to be, get, be miserable like, out of that? When you, when you despise somebody, say, I can't stand somebody and all the time talking about them, getting on that phone and Facebooking this and that, Facebooking that, and putting all kinds of filth out there on there and all kinds of lies on there, just trying to hurt somebody. Is that, is that the right thing to do? Is that, what, is that a godly thing to do? I would ask how many does it, but I don't want to see it. And you, you'd lie to me because you ain't going to raise your hand. But who does that hurt the most? Who's that hurt the most? It hurts them the most. It hurts them the most. Do you agree with me, Mark? John, you agree with me? Sis, do you? Anybody else disagree with it? So, and, and, and you know there's people today, there's people today that has done that and they're so stubborn, so stubborn that they won't admit that they're wrong. They, these people out there today is willing to take a change on going to hell than they are admitting that they're wrong. Amen. I hear some amen over here. Can I hear a amen? They are. How many believe that? There, there are people out there so hard-hearted and so far away from God today and claiming to be Christians. Uh, they'd rather take a change on dying and going to hell than admit that they're wrong. And there are people out there today that are suffering every day because they know it and they're suffering in their salvation. They're unhappy, they're miserable because they just won't admit it. You talk about me all you want to, but I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to keep on serving the Lord, I'm going to keep on enjoying going to church, I'm going to keep on enjoying doing just what I'm doing, amen. And if you want to hear the Word of God, we want you. If you don't want to hear the Word of God, go somewhere else. You say, well, preacher, you ought to say that. Why shouldn't I say it? What are you doing to come here anyway if you don't want to hear the truth? If you want to hear a lie and want to get the pat on the back and want to get a preacher to tickle your ears a little bit every now and then and make you feel good a little bit, is that going to get you to heaven? What's going to get you to heaven? But believing what the Word of God, and not only just believing it, the devil in hell believes it, and they tremble at the name of Jesus. But you've got to do more believe. You've got to walk the walk. And if you're going to talk the talk, then you need to walk the walk. Amen. 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 So Paul, he was sort of laying it down here to him. He said, He therefore that despises the despiseth not man, but they, they despise God, who hath also given unto us the Holy Spirit. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, 
For ye yourselves are taught of God what to love one another. Is it any plainer than that, church, that we're to love one another? May not agree with one another on something, but we've got to love one another. Don't have to love the sin, but you've got to love their souls. He said, but as touching brotherly love, you have no need that I write unto you, for you yourselves are taught of God to love one another, and indeed ye do it toward all the brethren, all the people which are in all Macedonia, but we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more, mature more and more, and that you study, listen to this, verse 11, that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands uh, as we command you. So he's telling us here uh, the, the study, study, study what? Study the Word of God. He said, to be quiet and to do your own business, mind your own business. Uh, and if you get your business lined out, uh, then you won't have to worry about lining somebody else's business out. He said, whoo, that preacher's hot this morning. I am pretty warm. <laughs> now, God just gave me this this morning, so, you know, and I had about... 30 minutes there to read it and study it. So I'll just depend it on God. He said, And that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hand as we command you, that ye walk honestly toward them that are without and that ye may like nothing. And then he got down there in verse 13. And these people, he said, is ignorant, so I don't know any other word to put it uh, except what, what he said here. But he said, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep or them which are dying, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. And what Paul was saying here to him, he was saying, uh, he was not saying when we lose a loved one to death, he's not saying we shouldn't mourn and we shouldn't weep. He's not saying that. But what he's saying, take time to do that, but then go on. Serving God and go on because you can't bring them back. And so it's all right to sorrow. I do over my loved one. I do over your loved one. But he said, don't do it from now to eternity. He said, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope, which were the Gentiles that didn't have no hope because they didn't know God. He said, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. How many believe that? For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus uh, will God bring with him. I want to stop right there just a minute. Sometimes we I don't know how to say it. Sometimes we need to stop and think about what the Bible says. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. Now the Bible says, the Bible says, 
that when God is done with us, if we have served God, and I know a lot of good people that have, and they have died, okay? We have sorrowed over them. And sometimes we still do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But even in our sorrows, if we believe that God rose again, then we're going to believe that our brothers and sisters, according to the Bible, is going to rise again. But the Bible says, if we have, when we serve God and when our time is called and all of us has got a number that's going to be called, my number's going to be called one of these days. Maybe today, it may be tomorrow. I don't know when. When he comes, I'll be ready for it. But he said, we will rest from our works. We will rest from our works. How long? How long? Until Jesus returns. Until Jesus returns. Well, Brother Ralph, I thought my loved ones was up there together. They was up there walking around and talking and all. Not according to the Bible. They're in heaven, all right. What did I just read you? But those who sleep in the Lord, those who are at rest in the Lord, they're in the hands of the Lord. They're in heaven. Well, let me tell you something, my friend. Listen. Well, let me go on here and explain this. Sleep in the Lord. It said, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which asleep. In other words... Uh, we won't have advantage over those that our loved one that's died and gone on to heaven. You say, well, preacher, over in Hebrews 9, 27, it says it's appointed for us all to die. And after that, the judgment. So that sounds, that sounds like the Bible's contradicting itself, but it's not when you study it and look at it. Because Paul said over in Corinthians, Paul said when he was talking about these bodies that destroys and these bodies that not, you can't destroy, celestial and whatever, he was talking about these old physical bodies which is dying every single minute. Every minute you live, you're dying a little bit. You're closer to death. But then our glorified body is going to be uncorruptible. Amen? Okay. So Paul said... Talking about when the coming of the Lord. Now here it's talking about we will not prevent them which are asleep. But Paul said, when he's talking about these bodies, Paul said this. Paul said, you think that's a mystery? Paraphrase. You think that's a mystery? Let me show you another. He said, not all will die before the Lord comes. But he said, when the Lord comes, he said, they're going to be changed. <laughs> Amen. He said they're going to be chained in a moment in the twinkling of the eye. Amen. Can you imagine how fast this old body, this old dead body here, it's going to just boom. It's going to be gone. We're going to have a glorified body. Amen. Amen. Because these old bodies are not going to heaven, church. Don't let nobody tell you they are. Why? Because they're corruptible. 
He said, listen. Some said, well, the Bible says that everybody dies. They're going to, at the blink of an eye, they're going to be changed from death to life. Some of you look at me like you're crazy. I'm just telling you what the Word of God says. How many believe that? He said, when I come, when Jesus comes, uh, he said, those of you that are alive and remain here, how many believe there's going to be people here when Jesus comes? All right. Well, let me tell you, you're going to take this old body with you. I'm not this one. I'm done with this one when Jesus comes. He said, we're going to be changed in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye. These old bodies are going to take off. We're going to take a glorified body, and then we're going to sail away. Amen. So, see, you're, what, that's why he said here, for, the, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain shall, at the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. In other words, we're not going to leave before they come. You know why? Because I'm going to tell you right here. For the Lord himself shall descend uh, from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the ark, voice you shout, you know, woo! <laughs> he said, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, uh, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. Amen. Give God some glory here. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. And Paul said in Corinthians, and when that happens, uh, he said, You're, he's going to, uh, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, and those that are our alive, then listen to what he said. That he said, in the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Uh, then we which are alive uh, and remain shall be caught up together uh, with them in the, in the clouds uh, to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be, amen, with the Lord. Jesus said, one of these days we're going to hear a trumpet sound. We're going to hear the voice of the Lord God come. The sky's going to splint. The trumpet's going to sound. And the voice of the Lord, and God said, Son, go get them and bring them home. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and he said, Then those which are alive and remain, God said he was going to bring the dead in Christ first. Our loved ones, if they've died and gone on, and if Jesus comes right now, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to go to heaven before Jesus brings back. Can you imagine our loved ones, mom and dad done gone on, brother, sister done gone on, Husband or wife doesn't go on. Can you imagine what a day that's going to be? Whew, my goodness. We hear that trumpet sound and all of our loved ones done passed and gone on and sleep in the Lord. They're going to rise and Jesus said, I'm going to bring them with me. Can you imagine looking up <laughs> and seeing our loved ones there with open arms to greet us? Well, Glory. And so he said, then, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord, all of us, all of us as Christians. Now listen to this. Paul said, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Ain't it comfort to know 
whether we're here or whether we're done going on, that one day, if we're Christians, we're going to be together forever and ever. Just a little while.